Productions. I'm your host, Eric Chase, and as always, joining me from the show here in the studio is our producer, Jess, my co-host, Manila, Mikey P., and in the booth somewhere, my producer, Lenny K. Look, we have a lot to cover on this week's show. NFL playoff results, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is upon us in two weeks. Uh, and the Pro Bowl, that's right, the Pro Bowl. Uh, college hoops, uh, my NHL hockey theory. Uh, I'll be explaining that. That'll be part of my best bet this this week. And uh, also my greatest bet ever that I won, and it's non-sports related, I will discuss. And also the Oscars. Everyone, the Oscars. So let's get right into it. Uh, watch the games this weekend. Mike, uh, me and you watched a little bit of it together. Uh, what'd you take from the game? What, what'd, you, what'd you do over the weekend, and what'd you take from the games yesterday real quick? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great weekend. Got to got to hang out with you, like you said. I think we were supposed to go to Castle and Coasters out here for anyone who's, uh, who's local, but uh, you know, plan, a little bit of plans changed. Uh, I was happy, like you said, to be able to come over, hang out, watch the Niners game. Uh, By the way, that roller coaster's not too bad at Castle and Coasters. Not too bad. Hey, I, I like the mini golf. I like the mini golf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, who doesn't? For, yeah, you got four different courses, man. You got mm. choices when you go out there. So, you know, we were out there, and you know, thank you again for uh, having us over to watch the game. Like, you like the outcome, obviously. Uh, you know, NFC West winner again. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was great, great weekend. How about you, Jess? How, how was your weekend? What did you do? I had a good weekend. I had a long weekend. I don't have classes on Friday, and then I had today off from classes for MLK Day. So, um, I've had four days off. Um, I took it pretty easy. Uh, I went out Friday night um, with the lads, and then <laughs> they ended up taking off, and it was just Carter and I. So we hung out for a little while. Uh, he and Carter's your boyfriend. Yes, and he got you know a little a little drunky out there. Um, it's so allowed. It, yeah. it is allowed, as they do out in Tempe, huh? Indeed. So he needed a little bit of taking care of. But other than that, it was good. We hung out. We watched football. We ate pizza. I love pizza. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know you were watching the the Packers game because uh, we got that text, which was very surprising. Well, I guess not so surprising since you're a Bears fan, but uh, surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, can't re- yeah, I can't really can't really say it on air, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was very happy the Niners won and very happy, more importantly, that the Packers lost. Well, I had to act happy, you know, in front of somebody because, like, <laughs> you know, I I had a Packers fan amongst me while we were watching Yuck. that game trying to be polite yuck so <laughs> <laughs> wow so. all right so harry you were three and one in nfl picks obviously great job you won with the over in the tennessee kansas city game and then you hit both uh with the san fran game and the over so um what's your analysis for that for that uh those outcomes there you know what uh, Taking the over in the Kansas City game, I just feel like uh, you have to go that route when the Patrick Mahomes is playing. Absolutely, you know, he just—it just they scored five touchdowns, no field goals yesterday. Uh, I mean, it's just the way it goes. Mahomes three three more passing touchdowns to his credit, uh, one rushing, second straight week he's had over fifty yards uh, uh, rushing as well. And uh, and Mike, that was a uh, Sammy Watkins uh, yeah. spotting. He had uh, he had seven catches, one hundred and fourteen yards, and a touchdown. And, you know, in terms of people who are out there in fantasy, like, Mike, you had it too. We discussed this during the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick, that I had Sammy Watkins on my fantasy football team, and he goes for three touchdowns. Three touchdowns week one. I'm like, what a steal this is. I got him in the fourth round. Yep. Thought, I'm, I, thought I had the steal. And they had the, Ty, uh, the Tyreek uh, Hill issue, too, for a couple weeks, so he was all by himself, you thought. And 
he doesn't catch a touchdown for the whole rest of the year until yesterday. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but at least in the leagues that I had him, I definitely didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, he wasn't the only reason, mm. but uh, look, I, I've been a Watkins fan for a long time. Uh, happy to see that you know he got a TD here in, in the playoffs. Happy to see that it, uh, they're using him. So, uh, I mean, they're, if you're doubling Hill, somebody's got to be open. Double Hill, double Kelsey, Sammy's going to be there. So, uh, again, glad to see the, the TD. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, still, again, Mahomes, though, like, the, I think the key part of the game was the touchdown right before halftime, the run. I mean, un- unbelievable job by him to stay in bounds, get downfield, and he got hit at the five. He got hit at the five. He spins, and he gets in the end zone. They don't even have to worry about trying to figure out a play with 11 seconds and if you got to burn the timeout and then uh, figure out and make sure you get some points on the board. He did it for them. Some guys have it, and he has it. I mean, that run was spectacular. One of the one of the greatest plays in uh, playoff history, I think. And you're looking at it, and the the dude he carried that. He, it was his will. He was just like, I'm gonna score for my team. I'm gonna put us up. I'm gonna put this game away. I'm gonna change everything. You know, nobody again. People forget his MVP season last year because obviously Lamar had a great season this year. It's like he had to remind everyone, hey, I'm still Patrick Mahomes. This is only my third year. Look what I'm doing in the playoffs. And he did it. Unbelievable. Right. uh, Plus the Kansas City defense in the second half. After the first quarter, we thought Derrick Henry was going to do it again. I mean, he was running like a beast. Every run seemed to be five, six yards, even though it should have been two or three, doing what he's done the past two weeks against Baltimore and New England. But once the second half started, I just think that touchdown run by Mahomes turned the game around. They took the lead into halftime 21-17, and they shut down Henry, couldn't get anything passing the ball Tennessee, and Kansas City went on to roll, and they covered. You know who else thought Derrick Henry was going to keep going in the second half, Harry? Who's that? Mattress Mack. Have you, have you heard of this guy? Unbelievable, this guy. So anybody who hasn't heard of this dude, he's a he's a mattress guy. He uh, he's a rich dude out in Texas, and he put down a million on the money line when Tennessee was up 10-0. and we all know how that ended up. Je- By the way, just to cut you off for a second, Mike, I'm looking <laughs> at Jess right now, and she's she's in disbelief right now about the money. Oh, uh, then you'll love this, Jess. Last week. When the Texans were up 24-0 against Kansas City, he laid down a million on the money line then, and we all know how that ended up. Another well, loss. Yeah, two million in two weeks. And if that is surprising, if you remember the World Series, he put 12 million up on the Astros, and he lost that too. So, you know, roughly 14 million in the last year. Talk about bad beats. I mean, uh, those are it. I mean, honestly, for... Th- Mattress sales, uh, mattress sales are pretty good in Texas. They must be. Apparently, the mattress business is where you want to be because you can lose fourteen million in a year on some uh, some bad beats. Listen, I'm not even saying it's a bad beat or anything, but st- but but it's up twenty up ten nothing yesterday's one thing. Up twenty four nothing the week before, and you've got a million dollars riding on it, <laughs> and yeah. you don't win, and you're not even look. You didn't even cover. No, no, not at all. So. You know, it's just one of those one of those things you read about, and you're like, "There's no way." Uh, but again, one of those uh, unfortunate things. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. mattress mag. Maybe next year. Well, on to the San Fran uh, um, and Green Bay game, where obviously here the defense in the first half, San Francisco was all over the place. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers couldn't get anything going. Rodgers actually had three turnovers for the game, uh, with two picks and a and a fumble. 
Um, but the real story here has been was the running game for San Francisco again. They did it last week against Minnesota. They did it again yesterday. Raheem Mozart, 160 first half yards, three touchdowns, wound up with 220 yards for the game, 7.6 yards of carry, four touchdowns. Jimmy G hasn't had to do anything really, and I mean, he's in, and he's in the Super Bowl. Any quarterback could have been behind the helm there and won the game. I mean, that's that. Those are the facts. Since since he he had he's got seventeen completions, Jeff. Seventeen completions in just two playoff games. He's dated more porn stars since he's been in San Francisco, <laughs> and it's working for him. It's, so well, yeah, whatever it works because he's he hasn't had to do anything and he's in the Super Bowl. He's done what he's accomplished when he left New, New England. He got paid the money. He's there and he's getting it done. He's he's in the Super Bowl also. Just San Francisco was just so good everywhere. Two minutes, 30 second, 36 seconds into the third was their first penalty. They just got it going on. I mean, honestly, the, this team, def- their defense can beat Kansas City. Oh, I don't know about that. I, uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just – I, I get it. I, again, nobody, nobody, no one forces Aaron Rodgers into three turnovers. Oh, well, other than San Francisco apparently. But, um, yeah, uh, look, you're telling me that – Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if anybody can stop that man. Patrick Mahomes is, uh, I think, he looks like the quarterback destined right now for Kansas City. First time they're back in 50 years. Uh, I'm, I'm always leaning. I'm always leaning that way. Andy Reid, all that. But hey, very impressive performance, though. Very I, impressive performance for San Francisco, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Give it up. To where credit's due, San Francisco's defense is uh, amazing. And trust me, I've been hearing about it from my family, from my cousins <laughs> that live out there. Oh, yeah, they, that's right. Uh, they were giving to me all game. So congrats. Well, Jess had a, th- a little story, too, being the gymnast that she is. In the game yesterday, did you notice this play? Go ahead, Jess. You discuss it. Um, so Alan Lazard was tackled by Jimmy Ward. Um, and I don't know if y'all saw this specifically. Oh, I, 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 that was a major flip. Mm-hmm. It that was. just doesn't, you know, that was. Well, a ma- perhaps like a major flop. It really wasn't <laughs> much of a flip. Um, it, but, you know, I mean, coming from the gymnast, you know, maybe out of 10, maybe a three. You know, next time point your toes if you like, you know, just straighten like... your knees. Mm-hmm. You, you got to critique it. Hello, you're a pro athlete. You it can... was. <laughs> He went flying. That is definitely he, he was high. I couldn't. I can't even imagine if I was tossed that high by another human being. Uh, the fact that he got up. He at got all, up pretty. He got up pretty good though. He didn't. You know. Yeah, didn't. I was hurting for him just watching. <laughs> Understood. So, good there, for him. Yeah, there were a couple flips. I mean, when Kansas City won, I saw. I saw a flip at the end of that game. So you know, everyone's just excited. You know, they're going to the Super Bowl and. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know anything about uh, being a gymnast, so, you know, three out of ten. I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys ever want to learn how to do a backflip, let me know. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe, one of these days. Maybe after some of that tequila you guys are drinking later on. Maybe. Maybe. Know, we'll see. But, uh, mm-hmm. look, listen, we got the Super Bowl coming up um, on the 2nd. Uh, the line currently right now sits at Kansas City as a one-point favorite. The over-under in the game is 53 and a half. Uh, we're going to give some thoughts here on what we think early. We're not going to give out a pick yet. We'll do that next week. But, um, look, I think over he- overall here, the you got Kansas City's offense playing San Francisco's defense. And is Jimmy G going to have to make plays is my opinion here. Is he going to have to make plays 
like I said, he's got 17 total completions in the games uh, that he's played against uh, Minnesota and Green Bay. Will he have to make plays to get by this Kansas City defense? And are they going to be able to score? Are they going to be able to keep up? Because, listen, you can't keep Mahomes down. I mean, they did a pretty good job starting the game, Tennessee did, and also the Texans. But then they just start rolling, Mike, and it's just you can't stop it. I think what's, what Kansas City has going for them is, I mean— Playing that Tennessee game, it was like playing San Francisco light. It was the same game plan. Uh, Tennessee, you got Derrick Henry. You got to stop the run. You got to put all of the pressure onto the quarterback. You got to make sure that hopefully they don't spot San Francisco a lead because I don't think they're getting back there. But, again, they you know the game plan when you play San Francisco. It was It's going to be the same game plan uh, against Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, you got you got to trust in Patrick Mahomes again. I, d- I agree. But I also think that with the San Francisco, they got to have some plays. they got to have some trick plays. Debo Samuel had 86 yards yesterday in the game. He had 43 yards rushing, like 43 receiving. Mm-hmm. He can pass the ball. He can, he's, he's that guy that's like uh, Heinz Ward when they beat uh, the, when the Steelers beat the Seahawks in the playoffs, in the, uh, in the Super Bowl, yeah. where he did certain things. He made a pass. He was a quarterback in college at Georgia. I think he's the type of guy that can be special for them in doing trick plays. Plus, still, haven't heard too much from George Kittle in these playoffs at all. Well, when you pass the ball eight times, I, and you, well, when you only have to pass the ball yeah. eight times, I don't expect to hear much from your receivers at tight end. I know. They all they have to do is block. And you're, I mean, the coaching from San Francisco is amazing. Kyle Shanahan will draw plays, will give you looks, will put his players in, in a position to succeed. And one of these things that I keep hearing is that any running back that can make it into the NFL, if you're running in a Kyle Shanahan system, you're going to look like a Hall of Famer. And, I mean, we've seen it with all of these guys that are coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I think you're right. Hopefully they put a little bit more pressure for Jimmy G to perform. So uh, that, that's going to be the key. I just think it's going to be a pretty good game. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I am excited for this game. I, I mean, you're going to see history either way. Yeah. So uh, go Andy Reid, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, if people know me from Against All Odds, I'm not an Andy Reid fan. I think he's very overrated, one of the most overrated coaches out there ever. But if he wins this, if he gets it done, He's got a ring, and that, that no one can take that away from him. Yeah, and the the scary thing is he's got an opportunity to win a lot of rings over the next few years, it looks like, with that roster. Yeah, that's true. So, we'll, like I said, we'll dive way deep into the uh, Super Bowl next week and the props and everything that comes along with it. Um, but now we are going to move on to my first pick of the show, and that is in the Pro Bowl in Orlando this week. Ooh. Yeah, NFC is a one-point favorite. The over-under is 50. Um and my pick, it's going to be the NFC, minus one. Look, in this game, look, I looked at the matchups and everything. Look, First off, AFC has won three in a row. Um, they've won three in a row, but there's no Kansas City Chiefs on the team this week. No, they're, they're playing the year. Super Bowl. There's no, they're playing the Super Bowl. So there's no Kansas City Chiefs this week, or excuse me, this week uh, playing with them. And also, uh, their quarterbacks, the AFC. Lamar Jackson might want to prove and show something. But they got Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, eh, NFC's quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. That's all I got to say. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, the running backs: Cook, Elliott, McCaffrey um, for the back for the East uh, for the AFC. Uh, Mark Andrews is banged up as a tight end. He's going to give it a go. Same with Mark Ingram from Baltimore. And I just think overall the wide receivers too for the uh, NFC uh, are are overwhelming. Julio Jones, Thomas, and both uh, wide receivers. Evans and Godwin for Tampa. I just think it's overall this this team has to get a win here in terms of they've lost three in a row. I think they get it done. Mike, your Chandler Jones and Buda Baker are playing too. 
Yeah, 19 sacks for Chandler. Got a root for my boys out there. And, uh, you know, you glossed over those three quarterbacks in the NFC. Oh, only three future Hall of Famers yeah. on that team. Yeah, and you got, and, and Ryan Tannehill isn't one of them on the AFC. So that's, you know, so we're just looking at that. So the oh. three in the NFC are studs beyond belief. I'm going to go with that. Jess has a couple of her Bears playing too, Khalil Mack and, uh, and Kyle Fuller. So uh, we're all rooting for the NFC here. Yeah, I'm a huge Khalil Mack fan. What he did over there in, uh, you know, Oakland. Now he's on the Bears, wrecking havoc over there in the NFC. Yep. So NFC is going to be my pick at minus one. Okay. <clears throat> well, you have to take the good with the bad, and your best bet lost in the UFC. It did <laughs> on it did. Saturday night. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty reasonable loss actually, um, considering. You had over one and a half rounds in the fight between uh, McGregor and Cowboy Throne, and he lasted, what was it, like 40 seconds? 40 seconds, guys. Pretty 40 seconds. Luster, huh? Listen, yeah. I, I mean, 40 <laughs> seconds. I mean, you're 36 years old, and you're getting pounded like that, and you don't need to be in the sport anymore. It's not good for you. Um, listen, if you're in there to make a paycheck and that's what you're doing, that's that's silly because he got pounded, Mike. Well, he was guaranteed 200000 He lasted 40 seconds, so that's what? Four or five thousand dollars a second. I mean, I lasted longer than that with my girlfriend on Saturday night, and, and nobody will take that away from you ever, Harry. And I was proud. <laughs> I was proud. I'm proud for you, man. I don't know if I needed to know that, but uh, congratulations. <laughs> I man. don't know if Jess needed to know that either, but uh, <laughs> almost as shocking as Mattress Mag. I think that's the same face. That's <laughs> yeah. the same face she's making. Ooh, uh, my, my virgin ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that was a bad. That was bad. I, I, listen, one and done with the UFC for me. That was just ridiculous. I, I'm not a big fan of it, anyways. I just thought that was a nice setup where Conor hadn't fought in two two years, mm-hmm. and it, it was gonna they're gonna make a showing for the fans and everything. It was awful. So I'm look sh- I'm sure the UFC wanted it to last for more than 40 seconds, man. I, mean, I think we all wanted it <laughs> yeah, to last. Absolutely. I feel bad for the people who paid for the show or went out and paid for it. I feel terrible. Well, listen, guys, when we get back, we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to talk about Super Bowl odds for 2020-21 and over-unders for wins for the season. So we'll be t- discussing that and other stuff when we get back. This is 1580, The Fanatic. We are back here on the Best Bet Corner, 1580, The Fanatic. With the Super Bowl upon us, we can't wait for that. But even more than that, sports books have already already put out odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl for the 2020-21 season and also season wins for teams already as well. So first, I'm just going to rip off the first five or six teams uh, when it comes to NFL odds to win the Super Bowl in 2021. The favorite to win is the Kansas City Chiefs. They are 7-1. to The Baltimore Ravens are at 10-1. to the Patriots are at ten to one, guys. Really? Yeah. Uh, and the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers, also ten to one, and the Saints are twelve to one. I want to see uh, Drew Brees comes back for another season, see how he plays. They got some. They got some stuff that they definitely have to fix because just they always look too good, and then something happens. Yeah, Kamara. I mean, look when you have Kamara, when you have Michael Thomas. You're going to be competitive. Uh, let's see if they re-sign Teddy Bridgewater and see what he does. I mean, he mm-hmm. he was perfect when uh, Drew had that injury. When so. he had to fill in, he knows how to manage games. He does. He does. And uh, if he's the one that's leading the helm, uh, that might be good enough. 
Well, also, I'm going to rip off our three teams that we all like. Uh, but before, And after that, I'm going to discuss over-unders, and I'm going to rip off some teams there, too, in terms of what their total is, and then we're going to all uh, dissect our team into what we think is going to happen next season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears just is 40-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Me and Lenny K's Giants are at 80-1 to one with new head coach, new offensive coordinator, <laughs> Jason Garrett. Yeah, congratulations on that hire. Unbelievable. And the Cardinals, Mike, are at 100-1. to one. Don't bet that. Nobody bet that, please. <laughs> Nobody save your money. Mattress Mac, don't bet on the Cardinals. <laughs> Listen, I think, I think the Cardinals should be uh, less than the Giants. Uh, 100%. They might be less than Cincinnati after they get that number one pick this year. I mean, uh, well, speaking of Cincinnati, um, their over under for wins this year or next season is five and a half. So, look, Joe, Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner. He's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to they're going to worship him with open arms. Um, and he wants to go there. He wants to be there. So, they're gonna they're gonna draft him. He's gonna be the next Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. And by the way, if you, you guys are wondering, if you wanted to know if you could wager on who would be the number one pick in the draft, you can do that. But if you want Joe Burrow, you got to put up twenty two hundred dollars just to make a hundred. Yeah, that might be a safer bet for again mattress Mac there. <laughs> right. <laughs> he needs, might win that one. Needs to get some get some of that money back. Yeah, yeah. Hedge hedges bet a little bit. So and then some other teams of, of note. Uh, not the Oakland Raiders, but the Las Vegas Raiders. The mm. Las Vegas Raiders, their inaugural season coming up um, in Las Vegas. Their over/under win total for the season is seven. How reasonable, I guess. You know, yeah, they're, sure. they're doing all right. They're all right, and they they that they were hovering around that all year to, this year too. Yeah, let's see what Gruden does. Um, the Eagles is ten. Oof. I find that very high considering. Uh, Ken Wentz stay healthy again, and they had so many injuries at the end of the season. Uh, Alshon Jeffries getting older, and he back, got banged up and lo- was lost for the season. They just don't have anyone really reliable wide receiver wise, and for to win that bet, you got to get eleven wins. Well, I mean, I know you don't want me to say this, but you almost have two guaranteed wins with the with the Giants, and then you almost have another two guaranteed wins with Washington. And then let's say you split Dallas 1-1, uh, then you're looking at really only needing six wins, uh, six other wins, if yeah. you can win five in your division. So, you know, I like those odds. Sure. I mean, you know, it's still, I know, but boy, with those injuries, you got to win, you got to get 11 to get the win. That's tough. I mean, with all the injuries they had this year, mm-hmm. I, they still made it in. So you only need, what, yeah. two more? Yeah. Two more with a, with a roster? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Steelers, nine and a half. Interesting to see what Big Ben can bring. By the, by the time the season starts, he'll be 38 years old. Um, San Francisco is 10.5. Kansas City, 11.5. And, and Dallas, with their new head coach, Mike McCarthy, sits at 9. Uh, yeah, I would. Of everyone in that division, that might be the uh, safest bet, I think, with that roster anyway. Boy, they do have players. They McCar- ha- McCarthy's a better coach. He's a much better coach, so I think maybe he can get it done here because, again, the, the NFC East is weak. Uh, he might have four free wins with the Giants in Washington. Sorry, Harry. Sure. So, I mean, you're only asking him to win five games outside of mm-hmm. that or yeah. six games outside of that? Again, you know, I, I understand why the Eagles and uh, the Cowboys, they have their so high. Well, then the three teams that we all like, uh, the Bears, Jess, are eight and a half. Mike, your Cardinals are at six and a half. Me and Lenny K's Giants are at six. So with the Bears being eight and a half, Jess, what's your feeling? What are you thinking about next year in terms of this team? What do they have to do? And do you like over? Do you like under? Or are you torn? 
I definitely feel torn, you know, as as a Bears fan, somebody who's just grown up watching the Bears, you want them to do well. Obviously, you want to take the over. You know, you want to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to take this season. But, you know, on the same token, you're you're looking at a, a team that could just as easily go under. And it's it's really for me just a shot in the dark. Like, I have no idea that we were eight and eight this season. So certainly not too bad. Eight wins where the team finished 29th offensively in the league. It's hard to do that when you're not that good on offense. When you need you have offensive line, uh, you need help from there all the time, and the running backs can't get uh, really good yards percentage wise per game because they didn't average. They averaged like three point seven yards a carry, which isn't good for the NFL. Yeah, especially in that division where you're playing the Packers twice, the Vikings twice, and even Detroit. It's pretty competitive out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got three tough teams, and you got a good defense, the Bears too. So, so it's definitely next year to get to get uh, to win that bet. You got to get nine. Eight this year, but again, as every Bear fan knows, do you put the faith, do you put the hope in Trubisky? You don't know what you're going to get still out of this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, they got that new uh, quarterback coach, so maybe he'll do something, but again, you got Trubisky still. Well, DeFilippo's pretty good, but also he got fired in Minnesota too, so these guys get rotated around, and maybe sometimes guys can find the right guys, but in this situation with the Bears, Trubisky, it, it's again, it's, it, it's a coin flip on whether he can get it done, because some weeks he looks good, some weeks he looks awful. Yeah, well, you know, they still got, they still went 8-8, eight eight, so you got hope a little bit. Speaking of looking awful sometimes, Mike. What do you think about your Cardinals at six and a half? What are you thinking? Uh, under, under. <laughs> have you seen the schedule? Uh, uh, have you seen our division? I mean, we got the Niners in the Super Bowl. We got Seattle. We got L.A. who had a down year. So uh, I'm looking at our schedule right here, and within the division, I think we win two games. If I'm being optimistic, we lose two to San Francisco. We split L.A. and uh, we split uh, we split Seattle uh, optimistically. Mm. Then we play the Eagles at home. Let's call that a loss. We play Washington and the Dolphins. Optimistically, I'll call those wins. Okay. Then the Lions and the Bills. I'll, I'm going to say we call those losses after the Lions, After we tied the Lions. They don't want to lose to us again. Or they don't want to tie with us again. And then away. All right, we got the Giants. Maybe. I'm, I'm counting that as a win. Then we got the Cowboys. Loss. Jets. Optimistically, I count that as a win. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we got the Pats. I'm going to count that as a loss. And then the Panthers, who I will optimistically count as a win, only because I have no idea where Cam Newton's going to be. Luke Luke Keekley retired, mm-hmm. so you don't know. New coach, I'll count that as a win. So optimistically, I would get seven wins there. Okay. Uh, being a very optimistic Cards fan, I don't know. I take the under on that. Honestly, I hope that we do bad. High draft pick, rebuild, hope for the next year. Happy Larry's back for 2020. But at the end of the day, I, I just want us to be competitive, man. I hear you. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of competitive, um, Lenny Kay and myself's team is the Giants. Uh, we're at six. Uh, competitive is what I would like to see this team week mm. in, week out. Lenny's a little more optimistic than I am about the Giants in the future. But still, uh, Daniel Jones, he's going to be our guy. we got to roll with him. However, you know, this, this team overall was only 21st offensively, 25th defensively. They've got so many things they have to fix, so many issues. Um, Jones did have 24 touchdowns, which was a plus. 
A, yeah. a big plus that he had 24 touchdowns, and he didn't even he came in at, uh, during week three of the season when they played Tampa Bay and how got many, the win. How many fumbles did he but have, though? He, he lost 11 fumbles. He had 12 picks. So you're dealing with a Jameis Winston sort of quarterback where you take the good with the bad, you get the touchdowns, but you get the turnovers, and overall doesn't equal wins. Yeah, well, but you got back, man. You got Saquon back there, and uh, you know, hopefully yeah, for, for for people saying that Saquon had a down year, or whatever, still wound up with fourteen hundred plus yards. Yeah, I mean, that dude is a beast. He's still one of the top five running backs in the league. Still got to fix that offensive line, though. So you know, at six, I don't know. I think they land right on six. Yeah. Well, here is the here's the silver lining. You saw it all in the playoffs. If you have a running back and a passable quarterback. You can win games. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, listen, we'll we'll definitely see with this Giants. It's a lot of questions again, like I said. But um, listen, we're gonna do a couple here, uh, guys. Super Bowl prop talk. We're gonna do a little bit. We're gonna get do a couple already ahead of time. There, there's some out that you can check out. So I'm gonna throw one to you guys here. We're gonna see here. Who out of this group could score more than two touchdowns in the Super Bowl? Mike, we've got running back from the Chiefs, Damian Williams. San Francisco's running back. Raheem Mostert, we've got Kansas City's wide receiver Tyreek Hill, and then two tight ends, Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs and George Kittle of the Niners. Who are you thinking in that situation? Well, look, anybody of those could uh, score two touchdowns, but I wouldn't take a receiver or tight end from San Francisco. They don't they don't seem to need him in the offense. Mm-hmm. I would take any of their running backs, mm-hmm. any of their running backs I would take to score two touchdowns. Um, well, and, Mostert's 6-1. to one. Yeah, and but here's the thing about Kansas City. Anybody on that offense could score two touchdowns. It could be Watkins. It could mm-hmm. be Kelsey. It could be Hill. If it were me, if I was taking my money, I want I take Hill. I mean, it, that dude is a beast. He's a speedster. He had two touchdowns on Sunday. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, if you're going to beat San Francisco, you're going to beat him with speed, and that's what Hill is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw this out there to the people at, at five to one. I'm gonna say Damian Williams from the Chiefs. He had three touchdowns against the Texans. He had a touchdown yesterday. Mm. Last year in the playoffs, in the first round, in the division round, he had one touchdown against the Colts. And in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, he had one rushing, he had two receiving. Mm. So in his last four playoff games, Damian Williams, eight total touchdowns at 5-1 to one to score two touchdowns or more. It's not bad value right there. No, it's not. The only thing I'm thinking of is the uh, front four of San Francisco and all those linebackers, man. They're going to get after the running backs of Kansas City, which... We know it's a weak point, but, you know, good value. Yep, definitely. Uh, going into this past weekend, KC quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, was 2-1 to one to win the Super Bowl MVP award. He's now even money. Um, I can ask you guys, uh, anyone else out there that you think could be on Kansas City could that could win the MVP award? Um, look, Damian Williams is 15-1, to one, Tyreek Hill 15-1, to one, Travis Kelsey 15-1, to one, Sammy Watkins is 40-1. to one. Anybody else besides Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs can win the MVP. What do you think, Jess? I just, I really like I really like Patrick Mahomes. Like I don't I don't really want to look at anybody else. I just I think he's honestly he's the straw that stirs the drink. He yeah. just, he makes it. He makes the team. He you can't you can't you wouldn't be the Kansas City Chiefs that are in the Super Bowl without this guy. So true. And uh, the Mike, old- you sort of thought maybe the other way, though. I think, didn't you? Look, I mean, I I just don't know how you, anyone else can win it besides Mahomes if there, it's the Chiefs. There's only there's only one way anybody else on the Chiefs wins is that if Tyreek Hill and Kelsey have multiple touchdowns, go for hundreds of yards, and for some reason, even though he hasn't done it, 
Patrick Mahomes throws for like five interceptions. That that's the only way anybody else gets even thought about. Or maybe it's an overtime game. It's a short game, and uh, you know my boy Tyron Matthew catches a does a pick six in overtime, and that's how he wins the MVP. Yeah, I those those are there are definitely very few and far between scenarios where anybody else on that team uh, that team wins. I hear you. I mean, that's gonna, that's what's going to be. I mean, if San Francisco wins, Jimmy Garoppolo's three to one. Nick Bosa's at twenty five to one. Popular picks there, but I just don't know. Overall, I think you can't. When it comes to the Chiefs, you got to go with Patrick Mahomes if he's uh, for the MVP. One hundred. Okay, Harry. So I've heard this kind of floating around a little bit. So it's been almost two years to the day, Super Bowl day, actually, where you won your biggest bet ever against one of your best buddies in the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cousin Sal of the. Against All Odds podcast, um, you know, will you will you explain to listeners and actually, you know, myself exactly what what this is all about? I've never heard this story. I, I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, um, came two years ago in like March, uh, or May, May actually, May, and where we came up with a bet where I was weighing in at about two hundred and forty six pounds at the time. I was working out before that. And I had already lost 25 pounds. So he challenged me to, it was Super Bowl 52, to lose 52 pounds by, in that time. And if I did buy the Super Bowl, he would pay me $5,200. Oh what a bet. <laughs> but can you tell me what you had to do if you didn't lose 52 pounds? Well, if I didn't lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl day, uh, I had to be on sunset or hollywood boulevard <laughs> with a just a sandwich board around me in my underwear and socks where it said on the sandwich board i'm hungry harry harry the hippo i'm the fat guy who couldn't lose fat <laughs> while listening to daughtry and singing chris daughtry songs <laughs> i know you're a dot i know you're a huge doctor i didn't fan. mind i wouldn't mind doing that yeah, and you know what? Uh, while we were watching the game this weekend, I did find out that you do share that with my girlfriend. You had a very long and vivid conversation about Daughtry and how huge fans you are. So I learned that about you, man. I saw I saw I saw Daughtry a month ago. They're here in town uh, <laughs> in a month and a half. So uh, yeah, maybe me and uh, maybe we can all go. Uh, you know what? It's looking look like we're gonna see Daughtry, but uh, <laughs> I I definitely would have liked to see you in that sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard, man. As would Lenny K. Lenny K. wanted that to happen too, right, Lenny? I think those are the only two people in the whole world <laughs> that wanted to see that go down. Yeah, well, maybe Daughtry would have <laughs> liked to see it. I mean, that's some free publicity, you know. And uh, yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I remember when he was uh, when he was uh, lose or he was losing that weight. It was uh, it was amazing to yeah. see him go through that so, transformation. I, I I busted my butt, worked out, did everything that I had to do, went on a cleanse, went did a. Uh, uh, I mean, you had a liquid diet for I some weeks. Sometimes. I had all of it going down, and and we got and we got there, and we were at uh, Adam Carolla's place when we uh, wrapped it up and did the official weigh-in. Jimmy Kimmel uh, was the host of the day, and yeah. he, <laughs> he 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 did he he announced it, and we and we'll put that on uh, Best Bet Corner tomorrow too. The videotape of the weigh-in, um, and I got there. I had to get to like one ninety-two, Jess. I got to one ninety-one. Worked out perfect. It was great. So won the bet, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was watching. It was, uh, it came down to the wire. So, so yeah, Sal, Sal gave me, and Sal gave me the fifty two hundred dollars just like that. So, listen, it worked out. Listen, well, we're going to take a break. It works great. We're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, up next, we're going to talk about college basketball. What's going on with there? We're going to talk Oscars, and we got the best bet. Mm-hmm. 
best bet corner. Guys, March Madness is right around the corner. In fact, it's actually just down the street from where we are right now. So, Harry, what are the odds of teams that can make a run as we enter the second half of the conference play? Yeah, right now, teams, the best odds to win the NCAA championship, the Kansas Jayhawks are the favorite right now at 7-1. to one. Uh, The Duke Blue Devils are 10-1. to one. They are coming off back-to-back losses, though, to Clemson and Louisville. Uh, that doesn't happen often with them. 10-1, uh, to 1, Gonzaga. They're 20-1 and 1 this year. They're first in points scored. They're fourth in field goal percentage overall in the NCAA at 51%. And they're seventh in team rebounding. 12-1, to 1, team I really like here. And then on uh, Best Bet Corner, if you take a look at the odds where I've given out picks and everything and, and determining who I like for the NCAA tournament, Baylor is one of the teams I really like. At fifth, and they're 15 uh, and won this year at 12 to 1, their odds to win the NCAA championship. Jared Butler is getting 17 points per game, and, this, and Freddie Gillespie is averaging a double double per game. And the team that I'm really high on at 12 to 1 is the Dayton Flyers at 16 and 2, first in the nation in field goal percentage at 52%, 5 and 0 in Atlantic 10 conference play. And they possess my player, my player of the year, Obi Topin, 20 points a game. Eight rebounds, and he's shooting 62% from the field. 12 to 1, you got Michigan State. Head coach Tom Izzo is always having a solid team. And at 14 to 1, the Seton Hall Pirates out of the Big East. It's the first time Seton Hall has ever been 6 0 in conference play. They're led by senior guard from Trenton, New Jersey, Miles Powell. He's averaging 22.5 points a game. He'll be a star to be followed definitely when NCAA tournament hits. Uh, 16 to 1. Is Louisville thirty to one, or the uh, Wildcats of Arizona forty to one? Florida State uh, leads the ACC in, at and six and one in the conference play, sixteen and two overall, and at forty to one, like San Diego State, only undefeated team left in NCAA basketball at nineteen and zero, only undefeated team left, sixty to one as we get down a little bit. LSU five and zero in the SEC conference. They may not just be a football school as they're leading the SEC, and at a hundred to one. Creighton sits at 14 and 5. Jess, you uh, told me that your father went there. You got accepted there. So you guys follow Creighton, huh? We do. I would definitely say my dad follows them a little bit more than me. I'm not, I'm just not very well read in basketball, but I definitely, you know, I grew up following Creighton, watching those Blue Jays. It was, it was fun. Mm hmm. Listen, they, they, they've, they've been tough over the years, so at, at 101, that seems very high. They've played tough lately. they got some good quality wins non-conference, too. They beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech was in the NCAA championship game last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what Creighton can do in the Big East, too, when the tournament comes around. Maybe they can make a run. And at 250-1, to one, Mike, I know Jess is going to Arizona State now. You graduated mm-hmm. from Arizona State. Um, what's going on with ASU athletics overall? I mean, I mean. I don't think they, they don't have a chance really for basketball, but what's going on with the athletic program? Can they get a winner sooner or later? I don't know, man. Uh, ASU isn't really known for their basketball. I mean, we're known more for baseball, softball, swim, 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 swim. track and field, almost everything but, but basketball. So, I mean, look, even Michael Phelps was, a, was an assistant coach for a year, helped us, uh, helped us out in basketball a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Bobby Hurley's your coach, legendary Duke guard, legendary. Yeah. I met him at the airport one day, super cool. We talked hoops. He's got to be able to recruit. you got to get players in there. Look, uh, I mean, it seems like a complicated answer. How can we get better? But the simple answer is money. I mean, like that's you hear it a lot in gambling. you got to spend money to make money. 
and that's the only way to turn to turn that program around. Like, look what they did with our uh, with our football stadium, that huge renovation. It's a great stadium. They got to put some money into a, a new basketball stadium, maybe pay a little bit more. And uh, some of these coaches, it's got to be attractive to the recruiting class. You know, they got to want to come here. You know, the one thing that I will say is that with players who, you know, there may be some changes in the NCAA rules where players can start making some money uh, on their likeness uh, during during college. So, it might we might be able to steal a five-star recruit here and there tell them hey do you want to be one of three people at a big school or do you want to be the face of ASU here that might be a way to turn it around but you know who knows look it would be nice just to be able you know living here in in, in Scottsdale Phoenix Tempe area it'd be nice to see a winner here for ASU where we can uh, you know have something going on where we can go to and as fantastic as that sounds obviously to be you know good at you know basketball or whatever football Y'all need to remember that I am still a broke college student, and if we <laughs> want to put more money into this school, then my tuition will 100% go up. So well, yeah, you're out of state. Let's just, so. <laughs> let's just oh. wait until I graduate, and then we can consider the idea of maybe getting better at sports. Spare me. Out of state tuition. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of state tuition's crazy. Actually, though, I'm paying less than I would to be in state at like CU, CSU. Well, you know that maybe that's why we have such a huge, uh, huge class. Uh, that, well, we're also a party school, so uh, <laughs> you know that maybe that's one of the attractive features to get better. Come on, guys, come here, yeah. play basketball, party a little bit. Well, look, guys, here we've got the Super Bowl. Like I said, February second. On February 9th, the week after, we've got the Oscars. <laughs> we've got the Oscars, and look, I'm I'm gonna rip off a couple numbers here on uh, Best Picture, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, Best Actor, and we're going to have a little fun there with that. So first, Best Pitcher, 1917, is a minus 200 favorite to win uh, Best Pitcher. Parasite is 2-1. to one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is 5-1. to one. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in that. Joker, 12-1, to one, Joaquin Phoenix. The Irishman, 30-1, to one, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Ford and Ferrari, Matt Damon in there, 250 to 1. Now, guess what, guy? I haven't seen any. Like, and Joker, by the way, got nominated for the, uh, the most awards at 11. I didn't see any of these yet. I, I wanted to see Joker the other night. I didn't uh, in preparing for this, but you guys did. What would you guys think? Well, what a, let's start with you, Mike, because I think you took it a little different than I did. Man, it was. Uh, there were some parts of that movie that were tough to watch. I think that was the whole point. It was a definitely a different Joker film. I liked it overall. You know, I, I like the the Dark Joker there, the Dark Joker films. Uh, but again, it was a uh, it was tough to watch at some points. Man, it, they they uh, they took it they took it to the limit for sure. Yeah. See, and I I take a a different stance on that. I remember you know Carter and I, my boyfriend, we were like, oh, we we have to go see Joker, and I was reading reviews about it and people were like wow this is one of the hardest films that i've ever sit through there were people actively standing up leaving the movie theaters they were too uncomfortable Jeez. and i personally i sat through it and i was like i didn't think it was that crazy you know as as a character like the joker who's mm -hmm. already so dark you know i feel like you got to expect the worst and i thought they really delivered i thought they did a great job taking a different stance on just the Joker in general with all this background story. Um, I oh, loved it, but yeah, I wasn't I, uncomfortable personally. I enjoyed the film. There were definitely some parts where I uh, caught myself laughing when I mm. uh, when I didn't expect to. Uh, how about when he was at the <clears throat> children's hospital dancing and, uh, you know, that prop 
quote unquote falls out of his jacket. I just started <laughs> laughing there for no reason. And uh so you know, I don't know what that says about me, but there there it is. I guess I still gotta watch it. But look, I'm, I'm I plan on it. And also guys, Joaquin Phoenix is minus seventy five hundred to win best actor. That means you gotta put up seventy five hundred dollars just to win a hundred. So it's a shoe in for him. You know, it made me think for uh for us to have a little fun with uh what actor in your opinion I made these own my own lines here of who played the best Joker. Mm. Uh, I got Jack Nicholson at two to one. I've got Cesar Romero at three to one. And Jess, I don't know if you know who Cesar Romero is. I don't. I'm um, sorry. He definitely, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was on the original Batman show when me and Lenny Kay grew up in the late 70s, early 80s. You'll when, see a lot of pow when, and wow. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of pow, wow, zapping, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, with Adam West and Burt Ward. That's, that, that's still on in syndication some places, and it's so bad if you watch it now it's that comedy. it's so good. Oh, it's great. It's a great comedy a- if you haven't and seen honestly, it. And honestly, Cesar Romero, a great actor. He plays the Joker unbelievably. Jess definitely should check it out on YouTube. He is really great. Uh, Heath Ledger, 5-1. to one. And from the Lego movie, Zach Galifianakis, I made it 150-1. to one. Look, uh, guys, I'm going to go here with uh, Cesar Romero overall because, again, like if you just look at his costume, his outfit, his makeup, and everything, his hair, I just think that uh, and the Penguin was great during those two. But still, I'm overall going to go with him because I just love the way he looked in terms of just his laugh was was so good. It's classic. It's classic, though. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Cesar Romero, Mike. Uh, if you have Zach Galifianakis out there on anything, I'm I'm gonna bet him. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Lego Movie. It was I am- didn't. It was amazing, man. Will Arnett across uh, Zach Galifianakis. I'm gonna take that combo anytime. I know Heath Ledger brought the back Batman franchise back. The Heath, by the way, the Heath Ledger one, the very beginning, the bank robbery, the the bank robbery that that went down was pretty amazing. But overall, too dark for me. I I look back to the scene where he's at the hospital. He's walking out of the hospital, hitting that hitting that button, trying to set off the explosion. That's the scene I always remember. I mean, he's wearing a nurse's outfit. And that would be the easy money bet for me. But again, Zach Galifianakis, Lego Movie. Wow. If you're giving me a hundred to one hundred and fifty to one, I'm taking Zach Galifianakis all the way, baby. Yeah. I love the guy. Nice. And Jess, what do you think? Well, first, I think that is absurd because, uh, I, it, in my <laughs> opinion, come on. And I've I've had this discussion with uh, all of my friends. Obviously, we've had you know lots of Batman movies come out and everything. Heath Ledger is the OG best best joker Mm. Uh, look the makeup i don't know it just looked i don't know i agree heath ledger brought it brought batman back to you know what it is i I don't think that batman would be where it is without heath ledger that performance was amazing uh he was amazing in, in getting even to that point where he was able to play a dark joker but like we said, man, I'm a, I'm a huge Zach Galifianakis fan. Well, so. you got Galifianakis. I went with Romero, and Jess went with Ledger. Wow, we all uh, we all went different uh, different way. Uh, we all went different ways here. Okay, and I had the best ones. So. <laughs> wow, well, well, uh, I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree. Speaking in different ways, man. Uh, yeah. On the best bet corner, I read an article that you had written about this uh, this theory you have. It's called over the total theory. It's about NHL betting. I know you're like. 18 to 13 this year on it. Can you explain it to me? Because I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding what exactly it is. You know, I'm going to get into it right now. It's also going to be my bet. I'm going to throw my best bet out there, too. It's part of this. Well, but look, at the end of the season last year, I was looking at teams and scores and numbers and everything, and there were six teams in the East. 
Eastern Conference that just put up a lot of numbers when they play a lot of goals when they played each other. And those six teams are Mo- Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Columbus. Interesting. So that was my theory leading into this season. Like you just said, Mike, eighteen and thirteen against the spread. Uh, usually the over under is either six or six and a half. And whenever these teams play each other, I just take the over. It's at eighteen and thirteen. Like I said, you can read about it even more on bestbetcorner.com. And again, my best bet for the week is going to be the game on Tuesday night, January 21st. Pittsburgh is playing Philadelphia. The over-under is going to be 6.5. I'm going over as my best bet. 6.5, Pittsburgh-Philly, over is my best bet of the week. That that leaves me with that, and that's my two picks for the week overall. Jess, what do we have overall for my, my first pick, too? Well, even even before we get there, I know that I'm personally a Blackhawks fan. So, uh, uh, do you guys watch hockey a little? Do, you oh, know, I'm, are I'm, you are you into it at I'm, all? I'm a huge Coyotes fan, man. I'm a huge Phoenix, uh, any Phoenix sports fan. So, you know, you, you'll uh, you'll catch me out there sometimes, rooting rooting from there. Uh, see me uh, see me behind the bench at some Coyotes games. Uh, yeah, you'd think that we wouldn't have a huge hockey following here in Phoenix, but we got a really dedicated fan base, man. First place right now. First place. Hey, you know, you know what? We can finally take those uh, Coyotes. Let's see if we can get into the playoffs. Let's see if we can make a run. So, Jess, what do I got for my picks? On a recap here. All right. So, for your first pick, you got the Pro Bowl from Orlando, Florida, NFC minus one. Yep. All right. And then for pick number two, best bet on Tuesday, January twenty first in the NHL, the Penguins Flyers game. You're predicting that's going to go over six and a half goals. Those are my two plays for this week. Next week we'll have a lot more with the Super Bowl and everything else, but those are going to be my plays this week. Jess, for this weekend, what do you got going on? Um, you know, I don't have a ton going on yet, but I do kind of want to ask you about this this NHL pick here. Six and a half goals. Maybe I'm just watching some bad hockey. That seems a little bit high. Both teams com- score combined. Both teams, that happens. Even then, it seems a little bit high. Don't it happens. You think? No, it happens. No, it happens plenty. <laughs> Plenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where empty net goals. You, you, oh, you've seen those. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a team is down, they pull a goalie, and you can get a, a few of those at the end of the game. I've seen some crazy finishes where you can talk about some bad beats. Like, talk about some really bad beats where you're betting the under, and all of a sudden you get two empty net goals, and it you it's blown it, out. It, it can happen definitely when teams are down too. They just pull the goalie, and then you have to you know you have to worry about that. Mike, what do you got going on this week? You know, maybe we'll hit castles and coasters this weekend. I know uh, my girlfriend, Michaela, really wants to go. Her uh, her younger sister just turned 18. She wants to go to castles and coasters, too. We were supposed to go this weekend, but uh, guess what? I really hope her uh, her dad isn't listening, but she ditched us to go hang out with a boy. So, uh, Layla, if you're out there, I'm glad that that boy was a little bit more important than uh, mini golf and some roller coasters with, uh, with us. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Just, uh, Shame on you. Just- <laughs> Shame on you. You never out. You never out. Well, guys, I got... Guys, listen, I got my girlfriend's parents coming down this weekend. We're going to do some fun things. The hot air balloon thing is a go. I'm doing it, I think. So Woo. we'll see. I'll, if, I, if I'm not here on Monday, we'll know why. Bring listen, a parachute. Guys, Bring a parachute. Enjoy the week. We've got the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. Everybody, listen, just go to bestbetcorner.com, and you can download the show if you missed it, listen to past shows, read some of my more in-depth analysis on games that we don't have time to get into on the show. 
see what the current futures and prop bet situations are, and also check the current odds on whatever you're betting. So, hey, at least get the best possible line when you bet. That's bestbetcorner.com from your computer, mobile phone, or tablet. It's all the same. Take care. 1580 The Fanatic, Best Bet Corner. It's time for some straight talk. Some choice.